What's up, fine folks? Welcome to episode 34 of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. It's been a few weeks. It's been a while. Uh, we had some stuff going on. Uh, also, if you choose to accept the offer here in a moment, uh, the folks who've been watching along probably understand that I've had some eye issues. Yeah. Uh, I had an eye surgery mm-hmm. uh, l- last week. My worst uh, nightmare. And once we start drinking, which we've already been a smidge, yeah. just so you folks are aware, <laughs> uh, if you choose to accept the offer, I'll tell you the story of the whole situation. <laughs> I don't have to get into as gruesome detail. No, that's fine. But there are some details that I would like to share of the whole process. Yeah, go for it. For now, though, okay, we're having Rheingeist. Uh, glow, fruited glow. sour, ale with natural flavors. For whatever reason, the uh, the lighting on the camera, if you're watching the video version, makes this look like it is actually glowing. That green it does. Looks it's very bright. Very uh, new glow. It's a fruit forward and refreshingly tart. Well, I read that wrong because I started the sentence as though it was a sentence, but that's not the way they started it. <laughs> yeah. Fruit forward and refreshingly tart, this fruited sour ale illuminates palates with a bright blend of acai, prickly pear, and passion fruit flavors highlighted with a hint of sea salt. Glow emits a flavorful, aromatic epiphany. Do you think they got money for amount of words over like six letters that they use? There's a lot of... <laughs> I don't know. A lot of $10 words there. But that being said, when new Ryan guy drops... You got to try it. Ooh, I like it. I can dig it. It's very mild. I was going to say mild, yeah. Relative to like other sours. Kind of understated. Those flavor notes they mentioned are very soft, but I kind of like that. Like it drinks more like a normal beer with just flavor notes as opposed to just a flavored drink. Yeah, it's just a slightly sweeter, melonier beer. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, before we get into what we've been playing, okay, I almost want to just have you like ask questions. That way, I'm not telling you something unprompted, okay, about my eye, you know, issues. <laughs> uh, but for those who don't know, yeah, uh, I had what's called, and I learned this, a Shalazian. Uh, it kind of looks like Charizard if you're just <laughs> looking at the word. Sav is going to know what this is, and no one else will. Uh, it's basically swollen oil glands. So, like, okay. when you get, like, allergies, like, it builds up in your eyes. And for whatever reason, it started as, like, a sty. Most people know what a sty is. Sure. I guess the sty never fully recovered. So, there was some fluids that sort of solidified, for lack of a better word, or okay. got too viscous to drain properly. Yeah. So, they were just kind of stuck there. Yeah. I had one in the top of my left eye, one in the bottom of my left eye. Sure. So, I went to the eye surgeon. Okay. Uh, and he basically was like, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to sort of, I'll pull your eyelid down. We'll get one. We'll pull your eyelid up. We'll get the other. Bing, bang, boom. We'll <laughs> bandage you up. Next day, you take your bandage off. You're good to go. And he's like, and we're going on vacation here in a few, couple of weeks. And yeah. I was like, um, will I be all good for that? And he, to quote him, he's like, easy. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so that. You had Matthew McConaughey that as your made eye me feel, I was like, oh, okay. This is not that big of a deal. Right. And for reference. The just regular local optometrist who referred me to this man, she said she would rather have this done than have dental work. So oh. I was like, oh. Okay. Based on these two descriptions, this can't be that bad. Oh, no. Now I will allow you. I, I'm not going to. So what would you like to know? If I anything? just want to know what when he says get him. What is that? In, is it a lancing situation? How, how did they remove the sty or the. Charizard. So, 
I go in. He gives me, you know, the shots that you numb your mouth with if you're getting like a cavity. Yep. I basically had a shot in my upper eyelid and a shot in my lower eyelid. Okay. Both, you know, pretty good stingers. Yeah. Uh, so now, <laughs> I'm just going to throw myself yeah. into the deep end here. When they give you a shot in your eyelid, yeah. is it like a pull out and shot situation or is it more like the orbital area? Okay. I neglected to mention, here's something that helped in this aspect. He gave okay. me numbing eye drops before he gave me so the actual shot. eyeball shots. was numb. My whole eye, left eye region was numb. Okay. So sure. that lightly numbed the whole region. Then he yeah. shot up, shot down. That I, th- It felt like he sort of... Okay. If I had to guess, because I was numb. Yeah. My guess is that he sort of entered from the outside. Like a Botox shot. And then, yeah, sort of slowly pulled out as he injected. Not as bad as I thought. So whole thing was pretty numb on both ends. Sure. It helped. It did not completely eliminate sensation. Sure. Because what followed, and here's what I respect. Despite the fact that everyone leading up to the procedure was very nonchalant about Mm -hmm. it. During it, he was telling me, he's like, because the next thing after he did that was like, he's like, okay, this part's kind of mean. He's like, I'm going to clamp your eyelid open. Oh! So. Like the, uh, like the still from, uh, oh God, what's that Stanley Cooper movie? The, um, oh my God. But yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Okay. And he did it one at a time. So. Okay. Top eyelid was first. Now, luckily for me, I didn't know if this was going to be the case. Clockwork Orange came to me. Gotcha. I didn't know if this was going to be the case, but my other eyelid was always covering my eye enough. I didn't see anything. Okay, that's good. So I was not seeing anything this whole time. Right. But nonetheless. (laughs) Just doing it with my own eyes. In a very loose sense, because I'm numb, I definitely feel like sort of, okay, I feel what you're doing. And I feel like, oh, oh, this is a little, this feels weird. Is it like a lid flip? Yes. Okay. He flips it up and then does some sort of, I don't, but I didn't want to know. Sure. No, I wouldn't either. I'm I'm totally with you. So he flips my upper lid and clamps it up and proceeds to, I assume, because this is sort of like a pustule sort of situation. Yeah. Sort of cut it open and... The way it was described to me by the local optometrist was he took a very small ice cream scoop. <laughs> oh, that's gross. And goes in there and is just digging shit out. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, so he's going in there and he described it as a juicy one. Uh, yeah, he said, that, he said that in the group. So he's doing that and I'm like, this feels so weird. Like, yeah. I don't like it. And I was like, clearly he knew because I was sitting there. My hands were over my torso. I was white knuckling my way through this whole thing. Yeah. Like, golly, I don't like the way this feels. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I was impressed by how quickly he did it. Mm. The whole thing, top and bottom, less than 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, bing, bang, boom. It was done. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was getting like skull fucked. Like, it's kind of how I felt, <laughs> um, for lack of a better word. Sure. Uh, yeah. But did that... Quick being like, oh, yeah, let's get it out. Get it out. Come on. Just, like, grit your teeth and bear through it. You're good. Flip your eyelid down. He's like, I'll give you a quick break. Pull your lower eyelid. Clamp it down. Do the same thing. And I think, I'm not even sure that he did this, but I think he did this. I think he stitched it. Oh, interesting. In this brief time, because I heard little, like, snip, snip. (laughs) And I was like, 
you're not just snip snipping on my eyelid. Like he's got to be like doing a quick little like suture. Yes. But the type that like dissolves. Yeah. Um, and then, so once he does all that, he's like, oh yeah, that's a good one on the bottom. Gets that one. Uh, he's like, all right. Uh, he calls over the nurse. He's like, three, two, one. And real quick, he like pulls my eye open and she like squirts in a mixture of like steroids and antibiotics just to mm. like keep make sure the swelling down, infected. make sure it doesn't get infected. Yeah. Uh, and then shortly after that, he's like, all right. And then he pulls it taut, puts a bandage on it and like just tapes it real quick on my face. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> and he's like, all right, put your hand on there. <laughs> and he just puts my hand. He's like, hold it there for like 15 or 20 minutes. And then after that, take it off in the morning. Okay. And that was more or less it. Like yeah, I, I put mean, some ointment in it, but like I was impressed by the speed, traumatized by the 20 <laughs> the minutes feeling. or so that I was in there. Yeah. Um, it I, looks much better. It does. And like you can tell the difference there is for sure. Very, very, I did it one week today ago. Mm. There is very little residual swelling. There is a smidge. Yeah. But it was bruised. Like, you didn't see me the last few days. Yeah. Uh, it looks, yeah. It's more or less gone. It bothers me less. So, I'm just going to keep up the warm compresses, which, for record, anyone ever has a shalazian, that's apparently the best way to get rid of them. Okay. Warm compresses. Like a boxer's compress? Like one apparently, of those kinds of things? Uh, rice in a sock. Microwaved. Huh. Is what I was told. Interesting. Uh. And that'll help it drain on its own. If it doesn't drain on its own, you gotta get you gotta scooped. do what I just did. <laughs> it wasn't the worst possible experience, okay. but it was viscerally unpleasant. So I recommend doing all other avenues before you resort <laughs> to that. Get your rights ready. So yeah, but so, always good to raise awareness. Yes, yeah. yeah didn't know that was a thing. Uh, so it, you telling that was not as bad of an experience for me i know that's weird to say yeah. your trauma wasn't bad for me but it's not eyeball it's right it's not eyeball that's the big part yeah but also like i think something for me i'm, I'm glad you're okay i'm glad it went well uh something for me shifted when our buddy tore out the white of his eye that really like affected me uh-huh. for a while and i still it was funny uh you didn't get to go because you were recovering from that but i saw them last week and somehow it got brought up because uh our buddy's girlfriend had never heard that story. Sure. And I was like, the guy who did it was like, uh, oh God, I kind of forgot about that. And I said, oh, I think yeah. about it like once a month. And I thought that was the funniest thing, but it's, it stuck with me. So that doesn't in by comparison, pulling out the white of your eye does sound worse than what you did. Yeah. But that does not sound pleasant. And honestly, the worst part of it, hearing it, which that feeling I'm sure is very strange and un- unpleasant. I, I think I would have been most pissed about the squirt of the no, stuff. No, 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 that was <laughs> just like certainly not the worst. Uh, <laughs> which it's funny because the day you're referring to when you all went swimming, yes, that was the night that I got it. So I had oh, ha- wow. gotten it like five hours prior, right? Yeah. Uh, and I thought about coming still. You did. You you pondered. I was it like, sure. I was like, I kind of want to go because I haven't seen a few of these guys in a while. Like, I was like, it would really be. You know, not the doctor's orders to just go sit by a pool or whatever. Like, so I ended up staying home, but glad you made it through. Glad uh, you're okay. Yeah. It was basically one day of shit. Of shit. Yeah. And then a few days of eye feels weird. And then now I'm basically good. Did you take any pictures with the eye patch on? No. Oh, interesting. Okay. I I definitely It was less of an eye patch and more of like band aid colored bandages (laughs) over my eye. Yeah. Uh, 
But it would have been really funny if I'd have just shown up out there because I'll admit I looked kind of like a fool. Anyway, yeah. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah. <laughs> ten, uh, ten minutes. What you been playing recently? So, uh, I, but one of the things you mentioned is that it's there's been a lot going on. Uh, I have been very busy. Had one of the busiest, like densest things I've worked on at the new job ever. Um, so I've not gotten a lot of time to play stuff. I think the last time we recorded. I was like 15 hours into Elden Ring. I think now I'm closer to 30. Sure. So I've probably doubled my time. Um, and I have some thoughts. Okay. That I am aware I'm in the minority of. And I, I've I, I've been trying to think. I want to say first and foremost, this is a very flexible opinion. Okay. Because, you know, I'm only, what, like a quarter of the way through the game or whatever time-wise. Or, you know, a third you maybe. You seem to be taking it slower than I did. Sure. So, yeah. Um. So, my qualms with the game so far, one of them is that I have run in, I don't know if it's just the path I've taken or what I've thought about exploring, what's caught my eye, whatever, because this game is very open. Um, I have probably seen, let's say, 15 to 20 bosses. I'm counting mini bosses, the, the okay. dungeon bosses. Sure. Anything with a boss health bar. Yep. Um... I would say like six or seven of those have been duplicates. Yeah. That is really starting to annoy me. Okay. Because I, in an ideal world for me personally, I'm not saying that this is the best best outcome for the game, but for me personally, the ideal Souls game is just a boss rush game. I don't care about the in-between. I don't care about the, the world all that much. I didn't like Bloodborne because it was interesting. Sekiro was interesting. But as far as like just normal fantasy stuff goes... I would just rather just be boss, 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 because that's where I think is most of the interesting stuff. And, like, I love the Margit fight. I love the... What's the one after that? Uh, Godric. Yes. Love the Godric fight. Those were awesome. I want more of that. I have not found more of that. I just keep finding fights I've already done. It's so interesting. So that's bothering me, first of all. Um, second of all, I never know where to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, this game is so open in the fact that I could not tell you where the next main boss is. I don't know where in the map it is. I don't know where I'm supposed to go for it. I know nothing. I talk to NPCs, and normally that doesn't really get me anywhere. I think there's probably been a line of dialogue somewhere 10 hours ago that was probably said on where I'm supposed to go. Don't remember. Uh, there's no quest- There was. What's funny is that I've watched back your VODs. Yeah. And I sort of know broadly. Yeah. There, and again, there's not an exact route you're supposed to take. Sure. But it, I, if I had to try to nail down an exact route they're sort of guiding you towards, you've sort of you're sort of been led there, but maybe you've sort of gone off and done something else. Sure. And I should say... Because of work, I've only been able to play like yeah. you know once every four days, and it's so hard to remember what you did the day before um, when it's that spaced out. Not the fault of the game; that's just the way I've been experiencing it. Uh, but there's no even if it was just like a like a I don't need a quest system, sure. But if there was some like marker on the map that was like, hey, if you want to get back to the golden path or whatever. Go explore this area. And I know I can ask chat for that. And people have told me and I'm supposed to go to the lake. But like I just I, like that's where I'm going to go when I start the next stream. But I had to ask people about that. And so part of it's on me in the way I. I it's not on you. But. Well, the way I consume these games is I never really care <laughs> about 
like the the overall arcing lore yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I just want to go fight cool things. And normally with Bloodborne and Sekiro and all the other games that I've played, that's kind of a you can only go so many places, sure. and so you just kind of figure it out by by bludgeon basically by just slamming your head against the wall. This one is so open that I I go a bunch of places and like I fight bosses and they're they're whatever. A lot of them are duplicates, like I said, but. I just want that next main boss, and I think I'm just going to have to open up to, like, actually learning that information. Yeah. Um, my only other uh, big gripe is that I feel like I am either over-leveled or under-leveled everywhere. Yeah. I have never found that same, except for maybe the beginning area, and, and Margit and Godric, which were pretty early. I have never found that right balance of, like, challenge. And that's kind of what I love about Bloodborne and Sekiro is like, you only, part of it is because there is only one path at sure. certain points. So you just have to keep doing it until you get it. And that's how you learn the bosses or whatever. I like that sort of stubborn approach. Now I am very aware, and I think it's just because there are more options, of like, if I get to an area like you mentioned that one time about, you know, if you take three, yeah. if you can't kill an enemy in three or four hits, then you should, probably shouldn't be there. Uh well, if I get to an area and it takes like eight hits to kill something, or I get to a boss fight and I'm not doing any damage, instead of doing the Bloodborne or Sekiro thing where I would just throw my head against the wall and try it a hundred times, sure. I go to somewhere else. And so that's almost made the made this game unbalanced for me difficulty wise. I get that. And so I, I I want to like it more than I'm liking it right now. <laughs> uh, I think I will once I get some more main bosses. I also miss. Again, it's totally possible that it's like a roll the dice luck thing about where I've chosen to explore and where I've not. I miss the humanoid fights. Sure. Everything I've fought has been huge. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to fight a dragon. Let me fight Lady Maria. Like, those are the fights I love most. And there's just not been a lot of those yet. So maybe I'll get there. But that's where I'm at right now. Here's what I'll, I'll give you. This is not a, I won't give you a spoiler. But. Sure. There is a point in the game that you, I don't think. Yeah, you shouldn't have that. Have you have not yet reached, or like, and, but you're relatively close to it. Okay, that you cannot explore further until you have sort of leveled up, beaten enough, done whatever, right, to get to that point. At that point, you then have to go into an area mm-hmm. where you either have to, you sort of might have to beat your head against the wall. Cool. Approach some interesting enemies. Explore. Right. Do that. It is crazy because this is sort of the thing that if you stumbled onto this organically the first time you played this game, you are an insane outlier because <laughs> for me, even if I skip around, you know, Stormvale Castle, which you can do, mm-hmm. even if you skip around the next Legacy Dungeon, which you can do, you run into a wall that forces you to explore everything else and then go back to this place. And then once you cross that, you enter an area where, oh, this sort of is the okay I have to now confront this area and this area specifically to advance the game. Right. And you're kind of, you've got a few things you can do before you get there. But yes. And I, there are, you fought two or two max that I understand of the unique enemies when there are far more unique, cool bosses. And that's the thing. That's why I'm saying this is a fluid opinion. And I kind of like that we do this and that we sort of do check-ins as we play stuff because, you know, I, I don't want to quit it. I don't want to like put it down, but 
I just want more variety because the cynical part of me right now is just like, oh, this is the same amount of bosses that would be in like a Sekiro or a Bloodborne. They've just duplicated them to fill space. Yeah. And like that, I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted. That's not I like I don't want to fight this fucking tree five times. <laughs> I hate I like that boss is fine, whatever. But yeah. I don't want to do that. Eight, you know, it loses its appeal to me the more you have to fight the same. Which, boss. and I feel like I had this comment like when I first was giving my thoughts on the game, where those fights didn't bother me because I understood that these aren't the main fights. Sure, these are sort of just extra whatever sprinkled throughout the world that for me actually made the world more interesting because there were more big bosses to fight. If they're duplicates, mm. I understand that. It's not ideal. Right. But it's not detracting from the game because these aren't the focal bosses. Gotcha. There are there are there are not more focal bosses in this game than there are other FromSoft games, but there are many more mini bosses. Right. Like because the world is so big. Sure. And the world the game is so deceptively large that I could tell you it's deceptively large and you won't understand until you understand. Mm. Like I did not understand how big the world is until I did. And then I thought the world was as big as it was, and then it got bigger. And then yeah. it got bigger. Like, yeah. it's kind of groundbreaking in that way. Sure. And that's still my primary accolade for the game. But, you know, everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. And like, like I said, this is not... I love Bloodborne. I love Sekiro. This is not me wanting to hate this game. <laughs> I just... I want... I want more variety. Yeah. I want more of those mainline bosses. And hopefully once I stumble across them, this will... Just be a bump in the road I look back on is like, oh, wow, I wasn't... Sure. You know, I just was in a really weird spot in the game or something. Yeah. Is that all you've been playing? Uh, oh, I've played uh, Slay the Spire some more. Cool. So, inspired by what you're going to talk about, I'm of sure. Uh, I picked it back up just as the perfect podcast, movie-watching, sports-watching game. Yeah. Uh, not much to report there. Just been having fun going for trophies and it's stuff. great for that purpose. Uh, what else have I played? I feel like I played something else. Oh, Stanley Parable. Yeah, so uh, I'm talking about that too. Okay, so I haven't I haven't played through all of it. Um, I've uh, only done either. I've only done one stream of it. But yeah, Stanley Parable. Uh, what's it called? Ultimate Ul- Deluxe. Ultra Deluxe. Ultra Deluxe. That's right. Uh, Stanley Parable. One of both of our like favorite weird Which, games. Hang on. Uh, let's pause here for a moment. Okay. So you've played the quote unquote additional content at least. I've played one one go through of that. Yes. Me too. Maybe two, but like, did you reach a sort of big room? A big room. Maybe if you didn't, maybe not. I think I played two. Is this the one with the clock? The clock. <laughs> We're trying to. This so- game's so branching that yes. there's no telling what each of us are talking uh, about. Okay, is there's one with. <laughs> there's one path that is like. I assume the main path, uh-huh. but with like the Steam reviews. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What big play room that. are you talking? Okay, about? you need to play the. You need to play it again. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's not the room. <laughs> that's not the room with the button, is it? The button. <laughs> <laughs> with with time passage. I played that. So that's not it. No. Oh, okay. Interesting. Here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. Just go back. Yeah. So, okay, for anyone who understands the Stanley Parable, <laughs> yeah. you're just walking should, through this office we'll building. But there is a, the new version that they've re-released, there is just a door that's like, here's the new content, walk through to experience it. Yeah. 
You do that, and you get to what we've been talking about. Yes. Which if you have not, it's almost hard to spoil. Yes, so, it is. It is. But if you've done all of that, and then it finally resets you to the beginning of the game, and you go to that room again, the new content room, there's just a whole other thing. Oh, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's how they do it. Okay, you, knowing you, you need to play it. Okay, like, cool. Yeah, I've not done. I've not done it a second time. Then yeah. I guess I think I've because okay. So yeah, Stanley Parable, <laughs> awesome game where it's all about like it's very meta on just like the decision making process in video games. Um, the the whole prompt basically is Stanley comes to a set of two doors. You're playing as this guy named Stanley walking through his office building. Everybody's gone. There's a narrator narr- narrating things. And he says, Stanley comes to a set of two doors, and he enters the door on his left. Well, then you realize, oh, I can either do what the narrator says or disobey him. Yeah. And that's kind of the the idea of the way the game branches out. Um, so, yeah, with this new content, you have to kind of, you have to, I guess, unlock an ending? Like a real ending? Is it the Something sp- like that. Is it the specific ending that you have to unlock? I'm not sure, but. I think you might have to maybe like beat two of like the oh, okay. pre-scripted maybe, maybe that's what it is, yeah. I think I beat two or three before the new content yes, opened up. Yes, same here. So that's kind of, I did one of the new content and then that was kind of, it was like an hour. Yeah. So I just ended stream then. Um, so I'm looking forward to get back, in, back into it. So I'm very curious as to what you found. Which though, just to speak on it for a second without spoiling much. Yeah. The section that you're talking about and with the button that like passes Oh my time, God, dude. Was like. Oh, like this makes me feel weird. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. Which just continues to like the writers of this game are just on another level. Yes, like it's I, unbelievable. I don't know if I've ever played a game this funny. It's so funny for like specific yeah. gaming humor. Uh, this like introspective, I guess, existential. Yes, yeah. it's it's bizarre how well they they like meld that into everything else and just like self aware and commentary on games as, as a art form in general like the whole steam review thing um is this isn't much of a spoiler no. is that like the game pulls up negative steam reviews that the original got and is like oh you wanted this well here's this and like that's what one of the yeah. pathways it's so good and it so is. creative and i'm so glad it exists and has keep has kept existing in this form that we yeah. got more of it so, just to speak briefly about what I've been playing. I haven't played a ton in depth. Uh, although, I'll go ahead and say, because you mentioned Slay the Spire. Yeah. Uh, I finally beat the heart with the defect. Like, after, and I looked, because there's an internal clock in the game. It was like 150-something mm-hmm. hours. Like, something dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I beat my head against the wall and honestly forgotten the mechanics of the other characters because I've played as the defect so much trying to beat it. Is is defect the robot? Defect's the robot where you the, channel the like circles, lightning yeah. and ice, like all the that orbs. sort of stuff. Uh I finally got a build where like what I well what helped is I had the potions are doubly effective uh relic mm. and I had two of the re- uh potions that are regen. So like you regen Ooh, health every yeah, round. Yeah. So I was regening health as it was hitting me for like the first few turns, which was enough for me to build up a defense and offense like orb cycle. Sure. And then I was doing the thing where like every time it hit me, I was dealing it back damage with the mm. uh, scales. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe a potion that was doing that too. And I had enough lightning that I was hitting it with the, there's a card that like for every lightning that you've channeled, deal x amount of damage yes so i was doing like every now and then that card would do like 200 damage like oh something wow stupid yeah uh so finally 
And I, I almost thought I had screwed the pooch. Oh, no. Because I had got it down to like 40 damage. And I was like, I have the lightning times X damage card. And I was like, here you go, you son of a bitch. And I play it. But the heart has the buff where it's like it can only take X amount of damage per turn. Oh, right. And it only took like 12 damage oh, no. from a card that should have done like 500 damage. <laughs> oh, God. So I was like... <laughs> but thankfully it's next turn was like a buff turn and mm. not a like deal damage turn. Yeah. So the next turn I was able to beat it. So yeah. Uh, looking at it now, there's some stupid trophies to try to get, but mm. I might go for it. We might work towards the platinum. We'll just see, but nice. this game's enough of a throw up and just play whenever Yep. that I could see myself over time chipping away and getting there. Yeah. So, it's one of those great, just like pulled up on your system and perfect it. for that. Yeah. Other things. I brought up on the last episode uh, how I had purchased Sifu. Oh, yeah. I played the first mission. Okay. And really enjoyed it. It's really cool. Uh, very, even in the early depths of the game, like clearly very like visceral, you know, strategic hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. But something uh, sort of, something got in the way. I was doing something, plans the next day. And I didn't have time to jump back into it for a long time. Mm. And I don't, I would not have been good. Like literally the next right. day. Yeah. So I was like, at some point in the near future, I'll just jump back into this game and play the first mission again and relearn the mechanics. But sure. I can tell I'm going to like the game, mm. but I need to tackle it in quick succession and right. not take big breaks. Yeah. Because it's not a long game. I think it's only like 10 to 12 hours to beat it. Yeah. So. Very excited, like what it gave me, what it teased, but I'll come back to it later. Right. Uh, played a few hours of Dying Light 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you texted me one of the funniest gaming texts I've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, which the protagonist's name, which I made Tanner guess, yeah. uh, is Aiden. Uh, again, so Which I got on my third, he did. third I guess. Him, I gave him three guesses. Yeah. And he got it on the third one. What uh, were my other two? It was like Cole and... Deacon, of course. Deacon, right. <laughs> I was like, what are the most video game names I can think of? And those were the three. But, you know, it's a generic, bland protagonist. But, like, if you played Dying Light 1 and liked it, from what I can tell, this is just more Dying Light. That's good. Can't really complain too much about it. Sure. Uh, I'm going to play Horizon again, I guess, at some point. Oh, yeah, I need to get back to that, I guess. But, you know, who knows when. Sure. Uh, But then I also listed Stanley Parable, because I probably only got two or three endings that I had never seen before, mm. like in this most recent few playthroughs. Yeah. So there's still obviously plenty for me to dive into there. Sure. Uh, and I feel like this is enough that'll hold me over for the next couple of months. Yeah, totally. Uh, so plenty to play and look forward to. But uh, I did for, I did forget one game that I've played just a smidge of, GTA Five on PS5. Oh, yeah, which I will also uh, probably buy. I play. bought because it's 10 bucks right now to get the PS5 upgrade. And you know what? <laughs> they got me again. Yeah. Uh, and... The game looks great on PS5. Uh, they've added music. I don't know when they added it, but there was a song from like 2020 in here. So I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, otherwise, it's just GTA. But it's it's great. It's a, well, yeah, it's like, a fun couch game. When you said that, I was like, yeah, you know, for a podcast game, yeah, exactly. GTA is a great option. Yeah, so. You're familiar with it. It's fun. It's different. Well, let's move on All to right. the news. First news story. Uh, and again, it's been a few weeks, so we're catching up a little bit. We've got several news stories. Okay. The first of which, and let's just get the political out of the way early. Okay. In the wake of the Roe versus Wade leaked Supreme Court opinion, yes. Uh, Jim Ryan 
PlayStation Entertainment CEO. Oh, right. Uh, sent about as tone deaf of an email as you'll ever read regarding abortion rights. Yes. He noted that PlayStation staff is multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view, end quote, before abruptly segueing into talking about his cat's birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no specific source I want to cite on this. Feel free to Google it. You'll find pretty much the email in its entirety. Uh, but just, <laughs> I don't know if you're a executive at a company. Yeah. I don't know what overtakes you to send an email like this. I don't know, man. Like, even if you're standing by the facts, because I'm sure it's true that there are people in the company that hold differing viewpoints, like whatever. Sure, probably. You don't send an email like this. No. Where you're like, yeah, let's just dismiss this entire debate out of hand and let me just talk about this completely unimportant shit about my cat's birthdays. Yeah, because didn't he say something like, uh, please respect your co-workers' yes. difference of opinions or whatever? It's like, bro, this is, <laughs> this is one of those cases where it is so far beyond that. Like, if this were... If some major to-do was being made about, like, some economic policy, right, I would kind of understand uh-huh. this. This is about human rights, and you don't fuck around with human rights, and it's not just a difference of opinion when people's health comes into play. And, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very obvious where we both fall on this, but I don't understand, A, why they would do it in the first place. B, why they thought shoehorning it into their, like, whatever their weekly email is yeah. where they talk about mundane stuff is. I, 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 who who gave this the, the go-ahead Yeah, it was my question. Been, well, I mean, clearly, I mean, Jim Ryan himself sent the email. I'm sure, sure. he just was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But why he decided to do this is beyond me because yeah, it's baffling. it would have been much better just to not say anything at all. Totally. Like, just don't say anything. Yep. It's not that complicated. Uh, honestly, his... Stance might have been better assumed by the public had he not said anything. Absolutely. Um, but it's, I don't, there's no need to elaborate too much on this. Sure. Feel free to go read his email. Uh, it's clearly available everywhere. Because yeah. Every, pretty much every news outlet of note of video games picked this up as soon as it happened. Uh, it was just beyond weird and a poor choice of words yeah. for a business executive to send out. Uh, and as this is continuing, I mean, so in terms of the actual news side of it from a non-video game perspective, this is ongoing. We're not expecting a Supreme Court decision until the summer, but it doesn't look like anything's going to be changed. Anything's going to be different. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why as someone who could have just decided to be uh, silently impartial, right. you decided to be vocally impartial, which is somehow worse. Yes, it is way worse because uh, it seems like you are then vocally partial. Sure. So, uh, yeah, odd choice, Jim Ryan. Yeah. But, you know, you do you, I guess. <laughs> and here's my cat's birthday. What a weird segue. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to more lighthearted games. Yay. Uh, Xbox will not let E3 season die. Uh, they announced Hooray. that their joint conference with Bethesda is slated for June 12th. Hooray. Dude, that's awesome. Cool. That's We're great. great. Like, you know, we talked, we sung the praises of how we liked Xbox's strategy of, hey, we're still committing to doing this big one joint show announcing yep. and promoting our games. And this is just them continuing to show their commitment for that style of presentation. So all for it. Yeah, me too. I And like, it's funny because... 
we've talked about sort of ad nauseum in the last few weeks because we're approaching E3 season, uh, which does that even mean anything anymore? I don't know. But we, we you know, we've talked about how it's better to own the day than it, than it is to compete for a bunch of news. But what Xbox has done very cleverly is that they have remained like the last stalwart of something that a lot of us love, yeah. which is E3, and still will get to own the day by doing that. Because now everyone's left E3 and they're like, all right, well, we get all the news. What's up? Yep. Like, it's very, very clever. And, you know, Phil Spencer has been on this kick of like being, you know, for the gamers or however they phrase it for a long time. And this is kind of putting money where their mouth is on this part where it's like, hey, we're not going to hold, you know, uh, quarterly Xbox showcases. They've obviously seen they're not. I don't think they're just doing it as like a hey, gamers, we got you. <laughs> like there's obviously some sort of back end thing where they're like, no. You know, the, the PR for a game is better if it gets announced among these other games. Yeah. That's kind of the whole idea, right? Is that you have, you know, your marquee announcements and then you kind of pull all of the other games in importance up because people are watching for this marquee announcement and might see something they like. Um, as opposed to quarterly stuff where sometimes those don't have marquee announcements. People were upset about the last uh, Nintendo Indies showcase. We have talked uh, a lot about how uh, state of plays or whatever they're called yep, state of plays. Um, have been underwhelming. So when you're doing it once a year, the likelihood that you have something marquee is way higher. Likelihood of getting people like us to stream alongside it or to get people to tune in is way higher. And you're going to raise all of your IP stakes by doing that and getting more eyes on it. So I think it makes a lot of sense and it's cool because E3 is awesome. I agree. And Hopefully, we talked about you know the death of potential death of E3 uh, not too long ago. Yeah. But you know Xbox, one of the arguably the only company sort of fighting to keep E3 season to still be a thing. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, it's a pretty quick transition into the next story that despite Xbox's you know full throated support of the big conference show concept. Mm-hmm. They would be delivering some disappointing news because both Redfall and Starfield, both of which were originally slated for this year, have been delayed to the first half of 2023. Now, again, we've sort of said our piece about delays. Yep. If it makes the game better, so be it. I'm not going to cool. complain significantly. Like, boo, it's coming out later. But it's better <laughs> for it to come out later than to come out broken. Yes, uh, agreed. So... That being said, let's back up a minute because neither of us are going to complain that much about the delay itself. Sure. Let's talk about just our broad excitement for both of these games. Okay. We still are not 100% clear on what Redfall is. Sure. From a gameplay perspective, it seems like it might be a... Okay, from that very first trailer, which we reacted to uh, Xbox's E3, uh, last E3 trailer yeah. uh, for Redfall... Uh, and we both were like, this is a cool, you know, visually interesting sort of idea. The world was cool. If I had to guess, which they haven't, you know, gone into tons of detail, it seems maybe like a asymmetric sort of multiplayer. Left for Dead kind of thing, sort maybe? Of, yeah. Uh, but with evolved. vampires. Yeah, like that kind of vibe. Which does not speak to me only because it's rare to get a group of people together to want to play a game like that at the same time. Yes. But the barrier for entry is really high. For those who can, I do think this might be a leader in that genre when oh, it comes sure. out because the idea is interesting. The visuals and the aesthetic looked super cool. Yes. The potential like powers, like if it's like a third person sort of, you know, infamacy that kind of thing where like you're invoking these random powers and stuff to sort of deflect from the vampires. It looks really cool. Yes. So in terms of 
what review, like how quality the game I'm expecting it to be. I think it'll be very good. Yeah, me too. Uh, whether I, mean, I play Arcane, it or not. Arcane makes great stuff. Sure. Arcane's track record speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, I expect it to be a great game. May or may not play it. Sure. But purely out of circumstance, not because I don't want to or because I don't think it looks cool because I do think it does. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then, uh, I, well, I was going to say about, about uh, Redfall, Arcane makes awesome games that I'm like, that looks cool. Yep. And then I don't play. <laughs> uh, I've I've tried with Dishonored a few times. I've uh, Prey is always one of those that I'm like two steps away from starting, yep. but never have. Uh, so you know, I, I'm that's not indicative of the quality of these games. I know people who love this type of game. You know, there's some really diehard Dishonored fans specifically. Um, and Arcane makes good stuff and makes interesting stuff com- compared to a lot of its. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Peers, contemporaries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, I'm excited for that game. Don't know if I'll ever play it. Like you said, the barrier for entry is super high in that you may need four people, maybe. We're not sure. Uh, but what, what are your what are your thoughts on Starfall? Because you're... Starfield? Starfield, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Redfall well, and Starfield. So, okay, when they showed the 11-11-22 trailer, right. uh, which was the original planned release date for Starfield, Nothing that they've said or shown about Starfield so far makes it look tonally interesting. Mm. It looks as like boring intellectual sci-fi <laughs> as like any game I've ever seen. Yes. Like it's yeah. It reminds me of like Star Trek, but like the original show mm. when it was less about like the modern Star Trek movies, which I love. Yeah. But are more like action adventure pulpy. Right. Versus the old Star Trek, which is very like philosophical, political, philosophical, yeah, like, like sort of satirical. people talking at each other. Like, yeah, it reminds me of like, oh, we've landed on the moon. Where will we go next? Where do you think we should go next? Should we go to Mars <laughs> or Saturn? Right. And it's just like, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> I want to go to like the other galaxy and right. see the weird aliens. Let's like, go to hell. So there's nothing that they've shown me about this game that doesn't just scream like pure sci-fi mm. and pure sci-fi comes off as boring to me. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Now when the gameplay shows up, maybe I'll change my tune. Cause I mean, if it's actually like, okay, sort of Skyrim visual style, in first person space. in space, like hopping around on the moon, like maybe that's cool, but it's hard to visualize it until they actually show it to me. Totally. I could totally see myself 100% buying into Starfield as soon as I see gameplay. Mm-hmm. But also part of me thinks that if they don't show me anything with any sort of character, that I'll never buy in. Yeah, that's. I think that's a really fair assessment. I think I agree pretty much wholeheartedly with you. I, I think, too, it's important to maybe bring up the fact that this is not the same Bethesda of 2011. It's not. You know, Fallout 4 was okay. It was. I, I love the Fallout franchise, and it was like, it was all right. Um, it was fun. I've thought about replaying it uh, a, a few times. Sure. But, like, Fallout 76 was a cool idea that was kind of haphazardly done. It's gotten better. But we've not seen them really... Well, A, we've not seen them return to that, like, Skyrim, Fallout 3 yeah. form in a long time. Uh, but also, it seems as if, unless they're going to make drastic changes here and then with Elder Scrolls 6, they've gotten kind of lapped yep, by... they have. You know, you and I have our qualms with like The Witcher, but like CD Projekt Red sure. has done has taken that genre and moved it a different direction, whether you like it or not. Um, 
even stuff like Horizon and you know there have been the Elden, Middle Earth games, Elden like. Ring, Middle Earth. Yeah, like there have been so many of those those styles of games that have done really interesting things. And Fallout Four was kind of a, I think, a misstep for them in a way that they kind of put all their eggs in the sort of crafting basket as opposed to trying new forms of you know quests and yeah. game modes and different ways to elaborate on that idea that wasn't just a new system. Um, so I'm curious to see how they elaborate on themselves yeah, with this. I almost think that was just hubris, and they're just like, totally. hey, people love Fallout. Mm-hmm. Let's just make Fallout 4. People are going to eat it up, and they didn't, because clearly there are other developers that have made strides that yes. Bethesda just hasn't. Right. Uh, they need a revamp of an engine, revamp of yes, a philosophy. Totally. Like They need a step forward that they haven't taken in literally a decade. Yeah. So. Yeah, until we see it, we can't really... Account for it, excuse me. <laughs> Next story further delays, but in a game that we've actually talked a little bit about. Okay. Uh, Gotham Knights is officially a current gen only title. Hooray! The PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game have been canceled. So, well, okay. So I say hooray. It does suck for the people who can't get these consoles. I'm going to sure. say that right now. Maybe not, because I'm not convinced this game is going to even be good, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure. This is a this is a really weird one. Yes. Like, it is such a legacy title, mm. following up on the Rocksteady Arkham games, even though this is not a Rocksteady game, it's a WB. Yeah. But it's clearly following up on Arkham Knight, if you've played that game. Which was six years ago, by the way. <sighs> Don't right? 2016, right? I think it was 2015. Oh, God, it was seven years ago? I'm like 99% Holy sure shit, it was Holy shit, I thought it was 2016. Uh, yeah, because it was the same year as Bloodborne. Oh, my God. Same year as Bloodborne, Witcher 3, and Metal Gear 5. Five. Hell of a year. It was. Except for, you know, whatever. Yeah, 2015, June 2015. <sighs> wow, that game's seven years old. And they just put out <laughs> That's uh, crazy. gameplay. Did you see this for no. Gotham Knights? No. They put out another very bl- brief gameplay snippet. Okay. Uh, which they had shown this a while back that looked very Arkham-y and it showed the Batgirl and then leading up to... It didn't show Mr. Freeze fight, but it showed Mr. Freeze, like... Okay. But then they showed this gameplay trailer, which we're going to have to watch because you haven't seen it. Yeah. And it's... Now that I think about that you haven't seen it, this is going to be funny how I'm about to describe it to you. Okay. It was Nightwing and Red Hood. All right. And it was more open-world exploration. Nightwing... (laughs) Picture you're in Gotham City. Yeah. You're in Nightwing. Uh-huh. How am I going to get from this building to that building? Of course, I'm going to use a Fortnite glider. <laughs> and when I tell you... Is that you, what he uses? It is not... It's like... You could have take, told me that was pulled from Fortnite. That's exactly what it is. Oh, my God. You're like... Whoosh, whoosh, and it's just gliding in. <laughs> so, clearly, people picked up on that. Sure. Red Hood... Was that's really okay? Funny. So the story of Red Hood is Jason Todd, who was a Robin, who was killed by the Joker, resurrected Ra's al Ghul style with a Lazarus pit. You don't know what anything I just said meant? Go read some Batman comics. Go be a better nerd, nerd. Um, but the trailer, like overdub, was like uh, Jason Todd has gotten some new powers from his resurrection. His way to traverse, like across, like a big gap. Is he like jumps off a building and then on command 
sort of lands on like a energy field and just jumps off of it. <laughs> he has a double jump? Kind of, but, or like a quintuple. He can just jump as much as he wants. Like, oh, my God. On energy. And then just lands on the building. And then he starts doing the little shooting people like Red Hood is known to do. So is he like, this is a very niche reference. You've played Breath of the Wild. Sure. Is he like those little wizard guys that hop around in the sky? Do you know what I'm talking about? More or less. Yeah. It's kind of that those same little, kind like, of Like circles pop below his feet. That's exactly what it's like, actually. <laughs> it's it's like a it's so funny. electric blue like rune sort of thing like on the ground or on the air that he's like jumping wow. off of. Classic Red Hood. <laughs> but exactly. So people are not taking this trailer well. Sure. Uh, Understandable. Am I like mildly encouraged by the fact that they're making it next? Well, I can't say next gen because I wrote down current gen only. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But does it seem like they have a good grasp on <laughs> what people liked about these games? Not no. particularly. No. Uh, it's the very typical just counter combat that the Arkham game sort of introduced. Sure. But at this point, it's basically just pick your character, do that, and it doesn't seem like it's any deeper. Like, mm. I am I am out at, on this game at the moment. Yeah. So Yeah, this is one of those games that I think would need great reviews yeah. or great word of mouth or something for me to pick it up. Yeah. Ugh. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Disgusted by it. Move on to an actual Batman game. Okay. Multiverses. Yeah, I was hoping we would talk about this. I was uh, just the thinking WB about it. The WB Smash clone dropped its first trailer and announced an open beta coming to in July. Also, it's free to play. This thing looks awesome. It does. I'm so in. Like, it really looks fun. Like, for those of us, I mean, I, I have a Switch, but honestly, I would probably play this more than I would play Smash because I'm going to play my PS5 yeah. more than I'm going to play my Switch. Yeah. And the character roster that they've lined up right now looks dumb but fun. It's pretty deep. It it's, does. It reminds me of, so uh, really, you know, nerdy film reference here, in the new Space Jam, uh, <laughs> they do this multiverse idea and, you know, a lot of it is about like when LeBron plays the uh, Monstars or whatever this yeah. version of the Monstars is called. I forget what they're called. Um, they, you know, have this crowd that is just all of the Warner properties, yeah. right? And it's funny because like Clockwork Orange guys are there. Uh, like Pennywise is there. It's very bizarre for a kid's movie. But you realize like, oh my God, Warner owns so many of these awesome characters. And I think that's the same family of characters, right? Yeah. So like th- there's still all of that to play. The amount of like DLC they could pull into this or pull in the roster is incredible. It's funny because I just saw a story earlier that like after this trailer, the fan castings are dumb because <laughs> people have the two examples that I saw cited were Tony Soprano because <laughs> they own HBO, yeah, and John Oliver. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Imagine so John funny. Oliver versus Shaggy just in a one-on-one like. <laughs> all-out brawl what would john oliver's offense be just insults like quick little snips of dialogue like uh summoning mascots to oh do, yeah like the fighting for him <laughs> the like, lung yeah, guy told, and... or the diseased lung uh the squirrel that told the oil baron oh, guy yeah, that's to right. fuck off like, yeah whatever, i don't remember uh <laughs> yeah but yeah that. the pool is beyond enormous of p- possibilities yeah uh, it looks like a really fun i mean how fun would it be to just like Get some, get a few drinks in, yeah. and just play well, Nickelodeon Smash. All I can hope is that they ape Smash gameplay yeah. as much as they're legally allowed to. Yeah. 
do not take liberties. Don't do PlayStation All Stars. Don't do anything besides <laughs> make that game in with your characters. Yeah. as much as possible. It'll be fun. And as I hell. will play the hell out of it. Yeah. So. Honestly, very excited. Have another beer, of course. And the last story. Thank you. Jeff Grubb dropped this nugget on Kind of Funny Games Daily, which has been picked up and recirculated by other outlets, citing other sources. Okay. Apparently, The Last of Us remake is tentatively scheduled to come out this holiday season. What? I didn't see this. Yes. So, apparently, this is floating around. This is in the sort of cycle right now. The Last of Us 1 remake on current-gen consoles is tentatively set to come out this year. Well, that's surprising. That's surprising, but also, like, hell yeah. You know? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, Obviously, I, it's our mutual favorite game of all time. Sure. Can't help but be excited. Yeah, I'm just surprised. I I would have thought that the whole idea would be to time it with the HBO show. Sure. I thought that's was what the whole reason was going to be. And it's weird that it's coming out before it. Which, when is that due out? Like, next summer, I think, right? I mean, if that's due out next summer, and this is due out this fall, yeah, I guess I'm going to put this that. at a 30% chance of getting delayed. Mm, so, yeah. if this comes out next spring... You know, I mean, this is all in the same calendar year, so it's not like it's that far removed right. from the show itself. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to put any qualifiers beside the fact that I'm excited whenever this game comes out. I know it's weird to have a game that was released at the end of the PS3 life cycle be remade from the ground up. I don't care. I just had it with GTA Five. I mean, you it's know, not even remade from the ground no, up. No, this is going like to be a res. more complete remake than that. If and this looks like Last of Us 2, but it's Last of Us 1, it'll be perfect. I'm going to cry again. Oh, yeah, me lie. too. Nothing's going to stop me. Easily. You're not going to stop me. <laughs> Person. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. We kind of, and I think rightfully so, clowned the idea of this being remastered. But now that it's happening, I'm like, all right. No, uh, yeah. Why not? I'll p- How much would you pay for it? Mm. I mean, I'll pay full price for I'll it for sure. I'll pay full price, sure, yeah. I might pay a little more. Really? And I've talked about my willingness to pay yeah, more. Your uh, your want for games to be more more expensive is well, funny to me. More and less, you know. <laughs> sure, it based should on be, your desire. It should vary. <laughs> based on my desire. Your, your own personal Yeah, desire. I won't lie. But, of course, that's how I want it to be. How you want it to be is different. Uh, Do you think it will be full price? Yes. I think so, too. If it's a remake, it will be. If it's be. a full-scale remake, it absolutely will be. Yeah. Now, maybe it'll be, I don't know, I could picture it being $50. Sure. I don't picture it going lower than that. No, it though. won't be 40. So, either way, you'll catch me playing it. Hell yeah. Now, that's it for the news. All right. On to our big story. It's not even a story this week. It's more of a rapid-fire series of conversation starters. Yeah, you told me about this, but I'm going to need reminding of it. because uh, So, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day. Okay. Uh, and I'll give a quick shout out to the guys who gave me the inf- inspiration for this topic. Uh, it was the Straight Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Shout out. And they do a little segment where it was basically fill in the blank with your wrestling opinion. Oh, okay, right. Which we would love to do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. But my thought was, why not fill in the blank with your gaming opinion? Okay. I've got 20 of them. Holy shit. All right. So we can hit these relatively quick. quickly. Yeah. Uh, but I've got 20 sort of fill-in-the-blank statements All right. where we can sort of just spitball quickly our ideas. 
I did my best like to not look back on these. I basically came up with the prompts and then ignored it, so cool. I wasn't thinking about my answers. Yeah. But we'll just sort of I'll throw these out there. We'll ping pong off of each other quickly. And we'll move on to the next until we're done. This is great. I'm excited. So to start off with, blank is a sleeper to win game of the year 2022. Ooh. So current game of the year. Ooh. Hmm. What have I played this year? And the only game that I can think of is Sifu. Hmm. That's and a good one. I do one. think Sifu, because of the yeah. depth of combat, how well it was reviewed, and potentially, you know, I mean, Elden Ring had very well received reviews overall. Oh, to- totally. But yeah. they're gonna. It it has its detractors. Sure. Uh, a lot of people just straight up don't like Souls games outright. Yeah. Uh, Sifu seems like a game that the Hardcore are going to love, and the hardcore tend to be the audience that are catered to for the Game Awards. I just got to see what's come out this so, year quickly. Yeah, and there are a few that I'm probably forgetting, but uh, Sifu was my best example. That's a good one. I know this betrays the idea of the topic, but I just I really need to know what else has come out. No, I'm, I'm throwing the prompt. I want you to sort of... Uh, whatever sort of rings your bell. Ring my bell, ring my bell, ding dong. Uh, hmm. It's a game I've not played yet, but I want to. I'm gonna go Tunic. I heard it was really good. Tunic has like some crazy good like buzz about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like a little Legend of Zelda style fox game. Looks really cute. Yeah, it's not gonna win game of the year, but it's a sleeper. Well, it's like clearly the neck and neck are gonna be assuming God of War comes out yeah. God of War and Elden Ring yeah. I think it's going to be one of those two yeah. if it's anybody else that counts as a dark horse so. totally alright next up okay I'll try not to research this one and I think that one was the most like you had to like think about it yeah blank should have never gotten a sequel oh hmm that's a good one these are fun And now it's funny that I wrote these and now I'm having to think about my own answers. Should have never gotten a sequel. Huh. I mean, I kind of have an answer off the top of my head. Okay. Which is the modern Tomb Raider. Mmm. That's a good one. I almost think that that game might have should have been a... I don't want to say a platform, like where a game where they would like continually build off of it. But maybe you make a Tomb Raider... You do some like extended DLC, and then you wait like six years for like a more full on, maybe reboot it again. But right, like, yeah, yeah, that's, I see what that you almost mean. seems like a instead of sequelizing it, rebootize it. Like yes. make another Tomb Raider for every generation or something like that. I like that. Seems like a better idea. Hotline Miami is my answer. Oh yeah, Hotline Miami one is a masterpiece. Hotline Miami two never really did it for me. Sure, I've tried multiple times. I just feel like they got. They did the sequel thing of like, we're going to make everything a bigger scope. And it's like, that does not work with Hotline Miami. Keep an arcade game. All right. That was a good question. Next up. The IP begging to be made into a game is blank. Ooh. Oh, man. Do you have one? No, again, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm in, okay. the, I'm in the trenches with you. Just thinking. IP begging to be made into a game. 
<laughs> I have a funny one, but I can't say it because it's an NDA thing. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why the example that came to my head did, but this would be a fucking nutty game. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at <laughs> I once. I thought of that too. Wouldn't like, that be crazy? It is very video gamey. We've it, talk, we talked yeah, about that is. when we left the theater. Because uh, honestly, if you played Sif- I mean, Sifu Combat, but with that sort of jumping from body to body, if you've seen... What, what would the acronym be? E-E-A-O... E-E-A-A-O. E-E-A-A-O. If you play E-E-A-A-O, all vowels, that pisses me off. Uh, yeah, that sort of fits into the, it's. I mean, it's a kung fu movie, so it's right. It translates well into that sort of format. Uh, I mean, Harry Potter is a good one. That's in the sense mm. that it's about to be made into that, so that yeah. kind of doesn't count. Again, there are very few that bode well that haven't already been. Give me. Uh, okay, so there is a. Does it count if like a bad game has made been been made before it? For, like there was a PS2 uh, game. You, if you feel like you've got a justification, you go for it. Give me like a really good Reservoir Dogs game. Oh, there was a PS2 one that's terrible. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. I played it, uh, or I tried to record it in, in the recording crash, <laughs> but uh, I I think that I or like something similar, like Kill Bill maybe, yeah. or any Tarantino film, I guess. Um, GTA is it? Yeah, just make it like super in depth, and honestly. The best pick is just uh, giving James Bond to Io, which is already yes. happening. So I'm yes. I'm all for like, it. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's gonna be so awesome. I'm so excited for that. Blank needs to go back to its roots. Hmm. Now this could be a developer, a studio, a game I franchise, see. which go back to its roots might be a strong statement for what I'm gonna say. But even the immediate one that jumps out to me is Assassin's Creed. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I don't want it to go back to its very deepest roots, which yeah. is Assassin's Creed 1. Yeah. But I want it to Follow go back to its for half an hour. mild roots, which is Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood era. Yeah. Where it's very stealthy, a personal sort of familial story. You're meeting interesting historical figures. You're meeting, you know, Leonardo da Vinci and the Medici family and Florence and Venice, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I love that game and I will stand by it forever. And I think a modernized equivalent of that game would be extremely successful. And that's sort of what I've praised mm-hmm. or hoped for in a lot of these games that have sort of toyed with the historical genreization of right. them. So, uh, I have a bunch on this one. Sure. Uh, first one that came to mind was Little Big Planet. Ooh, yeah. Give me like an actual Little Big Planet three that's not Little Big Planet three. Um, the next one that came to mind was Splinter Cell. Although, Hell yeah! I really like Splinter Cell Blacklist, but we just want—I just want a new Splinter Cell game. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, even a new Splinter Cell that goes back to its roots still sounds cool. Yes. So. Uh, and then shoot, I had a third one. Oh darn it! I've forgotten. <laughs> Anyway, oh, uh, oh no, oh yeah, Watch Dogs. Oh yeah, sure. Fuck Watch Dogs Legions. Give me another Watch Dogs too. That game was cool. Okay. Anyway. Without blank, hmm. this studio might not have survived. Ooh, these are great, dude. Thank you. Uh, here's what I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Without Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, Gorilla. I mean, Gorilla would probably still exist, 
but I don't know what sort of development cycle they would be in. Mm. Like, I don't know, would they be still be making kill zones? Would they be completely on another path? Like, Horizon seems like the only logical, I mean, not Horizon specifically, but just an open world, full-fledged, like, RPG, something that Sony didn't really have in their first party lineup. Yeah. A niche that they needed to fill. Like, I mean, Killzone wasn't going anywhere. Right. So Horizon truly revamped Guerrilla in a way that I don't know if any IP maybe ever has for a studio. Yeah. So that's my guess there. I'm about to have a flaming hot take. Go for it. Without Halo, 343 would not exist. Yeah. I think they only exist because they're the Halo dev. And like they were I, designed to be the Halo, dev. right? They were yeah, like, "All right, right, Bungie's handing off the property. You have Halo now, and like we're just gonna trust you to make Halo." Granted, Halo Infinite, really good game. I'm not, I'm not dissing that, but I don't know what else they could make. That w- granted, we've never seen them make anything else, but like Halo is kind of stagnant, even yeah. with Infinite revamping some stuff. Like, I, I, I wonder about that studio sometimes. I think it's very good. I think it's Thanks. a good point. Let's see. Underrated video game soundtrack, blank. Oh, man. Oh, I have a lot of these. You're going you're gonna to be a better well for this one than me. Okay. Um, well, underrated's interesting because among, like, the Shovel Knight soundtrack among certain communities is, like, beloved. I still think it's probably underrated broadly. That soundtrack's so good. It's one of the only soundtracks I listen to outside of the game. Sure. That transistor is another one. Uh, that soundtrack's amazing. Is God of War's soundtrack I underrated? was just thinking about God of that War. That soundtrack's... All, I worked out to that soundtrack the, the other day. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, no, dude. The I No, that's kind of what I was thinking was the the Norse, like, chanting hypeness, like, yeah. is really good. Like, and it doesn't... I mean, fucking everything in that game is excellent. Yes. So it's hard to say that it's underrated because it fits in right with everything else. But it's the maybe the aspect of the game that doesn't get talked about enough. It's not as celebrated as like the last of a soundtrack or something like that. Yeah. No, that's a good one. You got more? You done? Uh, I mean Celeste, even though it's Celeste. uh, Celeste is a great, great pick. So, yeah, that's a really good one. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) <laughs> I forget some of these. I, I made these like two weeks ago. Okay. Who is even playing blank? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the what, Rainbow Six Extraction That's or whatever? That's definitely one. Uh, Who is, so I got one for you. Okay. Who the hell is playing the most recent Gears of War? Oh, good question. I have no idea. Like, that might be a series. It's like, it's just time to, it's time for it to die. Yeah. Like, it's gotten everything out of it that they've hoped that it could. And they've just, they continue to like, if it was like a, some of it, uh, here, I was about to mix metaphors. Okay. You're going to wring out like a towel. Yeah. But I was thinking of it like a cow. Like you take a full size cow and you literally milk it by like wringing it like a towel. Yeah. There's no milk left. But you don't want to do that because that'd be animal torture. Sure. But you know, if that were Gears of War, that'd be yeah. kind of what they've done to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna here's one of those games that has a big community and I've never met anyone who's in it okay who the fuck's playing Warframe (laughs) who plays Warframe I don't know anyone who plays Warframe I don't think maybe there's people I don't know but it's one of those like it's still going and it's still every now and then like at a game awards some DLC announcement like I don't know anyone who plays this that might be a game that succeeded 
in spite of itself because it was free to play more than any mm, other. Sure. Yeah. And like the, it, cause it was a, I, I'll remember vividly how at the beginning of the PS4 generation, mm-hmm. it was just always front and center yep. of the PlayStation store, free to play, like, hey, download Warframe. And I'm sure plenty of people did because they didn't have anything else. Yeah. So it might have hooked a lot of people early. Who knows? I've never been more frustrated than when I was playing blank. Mm. I mean, Slay the Spire is a good current example for me, considering <laughs> how long I threw myself at the defect playthroughs. Frustrated. Okay, I have two. I have two answers for okay. this. One in the like traditional. I'm very frustrated at this video game right now. Since uh, Demon Souls, or sorry, Dark Souls Three. Okay. Uh, the Yorm fight. That was the most frustrated I've ever been in a video game. <laughs> uh, the overarching answer of like, I'm frustrated. I bought this game and I'm frustrated with what it is. Oh. Uh, it was No Man's Sky. I'm when it, when it first launched. I'm glad you said it, phrased it that way because I'm going to rephrase my answer. The most frustrated I've ever been was playing Ghost Recon Wildlands by myself. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. And being that like, this miserable. game was the worst possible game ever to buy and attempt to play by yourself. Because <laughs> you are tr- you have to control your whole party during missions. It was Oh, terrible. my God. That sounds so oh, bad. Oh, it was so aggravating. <laughs> it was like, it was a strategy game inside of a shooter, Ugh. which has never been done well, to no. my knowledge. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. This is interesting. Okay. And this might be just a ballpark answer. Sure. There are blank games with legit claims to be the GOAT. In like a sense of a number. How many games have legit claims to be the GOAT? So we're ballpark. We're not counting, right? We're ballparking. You can, yeah, just sort of guess and throw out like a... Because think of in your head a few. Yeah. Because in my head, I can quickly go... One, two, three, four, five. I'm thinking like ten. I'm thinking probably around ten when I've added how a many few more. How many generations have there been? The PS3 was seven, so I guess this is eight. Well, if PS3 was seven, then this would be nine. Oh, it's sh- nine, right? Shit, you're right. You may feel old. I was wondering if there's one one per generation, right? Like each game, I mean, that might be like a too structured way to look at it, but like each generation no, has like a game of the it. generation. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know how you can merit. Well, like, like when you throw a few out that are like obvious, sure. You've got two or three Mario games. Yes. One or two Zelda games. Yes. There's four or five already. Sure. Then you've got. Like your whatever the JRPG nerds want, sure. Final Fantasy Seven or whatever. One of your GTAs, probably GTA Five. Yeah, Last of Last Us. Last of Us, Tetris. Oh, that's a great, um, great call. That's a really good one. The most recent game that I think has a claim is probably like Red, Red Dead, Dead Two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you're in maybe the God of War. Go, yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe like ten to twelve ballpark. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's kind of okay. crazy, though. Yeah. Man, like, there have been so many video games. In like, I mean, thank God there's been good quality, like, across generations. Yeah. And honestly, I just thought of another Mario game that I forgot. <laughs> it's How many Mario games alone? 
the original just because of its influence. Sure. Three. Three. World. World. 64. Yes. Don't Odyssey? say it. <laughs> you were going to say it. I love Odyssey. I love Odyssey. It's not like, the goat, but no. I love Odyssey. I mean, four to five, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Here you go. Uh-oh. Curveball. Oh, no. A double blank. Oh, God. Blank is just a ripoff of blank. Ooh. Hmm, that's hard. Oh, man. I mean, the most... The game that jumps off to me that is the most easily rip-offable yeah. is GTA. Broadly. Sure, yeah. Mafia. Because then you have Mafia, Sleeping Dogs, Saints Watch Row. Dogs, Saints Row. Like, right, yeah. But, you know. I mean, I was going to say, I think they really tried to not make this the case. <laughs> but Days Gone is just a rip-off of The Last of Us. <laughs> They tried so you named hard. You your character <laughs> Deacon St. <Saint> John. <laughs> it's so good, dude. What was going through their mind? I will never understand it's it. It's so funny. It's the stupidest shit. It's so good. I love it. Ugh. Anyway. Well, I mean, some others, like, I do think the upcoming, you know, I'm excited for it. But, and this is not necessarily a bad thing. Let okay. me rephrase that. Like, yeah. It's not a bad thing to be a ripoff of a game that was great. Sure, yeah. Ripoff and homage is very, are two sides if of the Atomic same If Atomic Hearts is a ripoff of Bioshock... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that game, dude. That know, game looks awesome. Like, there are worse games you could rip off. Totally. So, you know, games like that... So, games like Prey and mm. uh, Dishonored, they're right. very Bioshock-y. Yeah. Like, you've picked... You've chosen... A great game to try to emulate. Yeah. I can't blame you for that. Totally. I don't like blank, but I understand how great it is. The Witcher Three. That's an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we were talking about it earlier, but yeah, um, that's the that's the quick one. I mean, there are a lot of like JRPG yeah. style I was, games. I was gonna say Final Fantasy Seven. It's not for me, but I get it. Uh, I've never played Nino Cooney. Mm, that is one that I've always thought about. Me too. Trying. Because I've heard it's Pokemon that it's, enough. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, it sounds like Pokemon, but I'm like, yeah. it's a little too anime. Like, it seems mm. a little too far down that rabbit hole, com- complicated. Like, I don't know anything about the layers of the story, like anything like that. Yeah. But it, I mean, I should probably just get over that and try it. But, you know. It goes on sale all the time. All the time. And there's two of them. Yeah. So. And they're both pretty good, apparently. Why they make a new blank every year, I'll never know. <laughs> okay, so we've we've gotten away from the yearly franchise quite a bit, which is nice. My answer right now is Far Cry. I don't know that it's every year, but it's every you know every often enough. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, just because that game needs some some rebooting, it does it needs some love? It needs some differentiation. That's probably the most. Just like stalled franchise, I can think of. Yeah, like they just they just keep putting out the same kind of game. Yeah, there's got to be something else. Relatively annual. I mean, I guess it's good that they've de-annualized like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. Right. I mean, certainly, either of those games could have been answers. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you that, and I made this point when we were talking about Ubisoft, like, and their potential future. That like Far Cry needs some sort of revamp yeah totally to, to keep the fan base 
Next up, blank has the most satisfying kills in gaming. Ooh, there's a lot of good answers to this. There are satisfying kills. Okay, there are a lot of ways you can look at this question yep, too. There are like Bloodborne kills. I was gonna say every Souls game is just the boss defeating sort yes, of rush, like Euphoria. Yeah, is pretty much unparalleled. But there are other games where, like, just defeating a common enemy is fun enough because of how exhilarating it is. God of War, for God example. God of War. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Doom. Oh, that's a good answer. Uh, that's a really good answer. Sort yeah. of the... The rip and tear. Yeah, like, yeah. anything like that. Uh, and, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's just, it's just, I mean, single player, but in multiplayer... I mean, Call of Duty still mm. is it is so satisfying to kill someone in multiplayer, like yeah, especially like sniping, like one shot kills are so fun. Like yeah, I was gonna say like a PUBG or Fortnite, sure, something where it's like you know that is their only life and you've now ended it. Like especially kind of in any of them that allow the uh, where you can hear their mic for a few seconds <laughs> oh, after yeah. they kill them. Nothing's, oh, come on, <laughs> nothing's more satisfying than that. Yeah, those are really fun. This is kind of dumb, but I like it. Oh, Tetris 99, sleeper answer Ooh, there. That's a, Oh, I need to play that game more. Oh, I wish fun. it was, it was on something fun. other than Switch. I know. Flight? Farm? Goat? No. I want to play Blank Simulator. <laughs> the way you structured that. Oh, God. What's a simulator I'd want to play? Um. Huh. Head Chef Simulator. Ooh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but those are just cooking games. Yeah, any of the cooking games. Uh, I would like to play, uh, like, Golf Course Manager oh. Simulator. Yeah. Or, like, designing a golf course. Right. Basically, yeah. like, Roller Coaster Tycoon, but, but, with, golf but with a golf course. Yeah, that's that a good would approach. Be cool. Which, for what it's worth, if you've noticed that I'm redder today than usual, I played 18 holes of golf for the first time this year today, so I'm a little uh, sunburned. Show your hands. Is it noticeable? <laughs> your knuckles are, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't notice it in real life, but I did it on the camera. Uh, simulator. It would be kind of funny, Greg Miller, to... <laughs> do like a CEO simulator. Sure. And it's all just like dumb shit <laughs> that you like mess up on and like bad yeah. press releases and stuff like that. Anyway. <laughs> Take blank. Raise the rating to M print money. Oh, that's a cool one. So what's a what's a franchise dying for more adult content? Hmm. I mean, this is kind of a hard one, but it harkens, it, is. it harkens back to me for the X-Men Origins Wolverine oh, game. Oh, yeah. Which was good. Yeah, it was better than the movie. But I, I rented that game. You know, time. Insomniac's Wolverine is coming out. Sure. And I'm hopeful that it will be, mm. you know, as violent as a Wolverine game deserves to be. So that's the immediate answer that I come up with. Um Raise it to M. Oh, 
the other one that I was going to say, I also just think this is mildly a cop-out answer. It's not really. Any rhythm game, just so you can incorporate M songs with like oh, the full sure, like yeah. lyrics. Like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like strippers. No, no, no. So like <laughs> any Guitar Hero, anything like sure. that, and give me like you know uncensored music, right. yeah, stuff like that. That was I think that was my original intent. That's a good one. one. Yeah, I'm struggling on this one. Uh, it's almost hard to think of games that aren't M in a way. Yeah, because. It's almost like at a certain point you just don't care what a game is rated. Right. I mean, it's, you know, Call of Duty at this point could be rated T because, like, yeah. it didn't drop the. If it didn't say fuck a couple of times. Right. There's no difference between Call of Duty rated T versus M minus yeah. the language. Hmm. Okay, my, my cop out answer is Breath of the Wild. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Let Link say fuck. Is God of War rated him? I'd assume so. I would I assume so too. Because it's so gory, but it's also not like human blood gory. That's true. Yeah, you're killing a lot of. And it might drop some language, but the only things. one dropping language is what's his face, the blacksmith. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, is Mimir the head? Who's the head? What's Mimir's the head? the head, yeah. He Does he not swear? He probably does some. And then it's Brock, Brock and Brock Sindri. And Sindri. Yeah. But just imagine Kratos being like, fuck. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking like Odin. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty funny. That would be good. Uh, let's see. Pretty simple one here. Imagine blank, but remade with modern technology. Mmm. Bloodborne. <laughs> You just want 60-frame Bloodborne like yep. everybody else. I do. I do, too. Uh, yeah, it's there's not much else to say. Honestly, any of the... Well, I guess minus Demon Souls, because we got it. Any FromSoft mm. game, like, pre-Dark Souls 3. Three. yeah. Even Dark Souls 2. Honestly, Dark Souls 2 might benefit the most mm. of being remade, because the original one was kind of weird and clunky. Like, because of yeah. the volume of bosses, because of the weird mechanical shifts, like, might benefit the most. Dark Souls has gotten a remaster. Demons, or Dark Souls 3 is recent enough. Demon's Souls got a remake. Sekiro is recent enough. Bloodborne is recent enough. Like, yeah. Dark Souls 2 is the odd one out uh, that hasn't gotten it's any sort point. of refresh. Uh, but that being said, Dark Souls 2 also the worst. So <laughs> I wouldn't be offended either way. Okay, I've got uh, a couple of answers. Okay. NBA Street, just a modern NBA Street with like NBA 2K graphics would yeah. be incredible. Uh, and then I've forgotten the other one again. <laughs> Why do I always do this? Oh, sorry. There he goes. Deep in his thoughts. Oh, like a like a. WWF SmackDown. Oh yeah, like just bring it style yeah. wrestling game. Especially in this, we didn't include this in the news. They're apparently in the works on a WWE RPG. Yes. God knows what that's going to look like. <laughs> it could be awesome or terrible. I don't but know. But imagine like an RPG in WWE, but like you start in the '90s or like something mm. like that, or like you pick your era. That would be so cool. Like that would be really cool. Yeah. 
So that's, you know, take that with a, you know, grain of salt or nugget of wisdom, whoever developer is working on WWE2K <laughs> right now. I never thought blank could do it, but they did. Hmm. Again, very loose prompt on this one. Yeah. Here's what I'll go. I got one. Okay. And it's pretty simple to just say Insomniac Spider-Man. Mm, that's a great one. Uh, after such a prolonged absence of Spider-Man in like, well, that's actually kind of a lie because there had been Web of Darkness. There had been the sort, sort of, sure. of like middling sort of double-A Spider-Man Activision game. just trying to catch in, in that license. a triple-A really you know, well thought out, pure built Spider-Man game. We did not expect Insomniac to be the developer that was going to make Spider-Man, and they did, and they fucking crushed it. Yeah, and they're totally. I have one hundred percent full confidence that they're going to do it again because of how well they did the first one. Yeah, and because of how well they did Miles Morales. Yeah, like, Miles is so good. Wouldn't have thought that Insomniac would have done it, but they did. Uh, kind of a different way to answer this question. Uh, Bungie with Destiny. I, I didn't expect them when they pivoted away from Halo and said we're making an, basically a shooter MMO I was like that's not going to work Yeah, and it did and they were <laughs> right and Destiny 2 is still going strong uh, I didn't even mean to do this Uh-oh. the next one I could spend hours just blank in blank mm. web slinging in Spider-Man like, that's a good you one know, like, I didn't I forgot that I, and I definitely intended that when I originally wrote this prompt, but yeah. I could spend hours swinging around, maybe doing one mission just to break up the monotony slightly, Sure, but listening to music, jumping off of buildings, it's insane how fun it is just to traverse the world in the Insomniac Spider-Man games. That's a great answer. Uh, playing Gwent in The Witcher 3. Really? Legitimately, like, maybe my favorite part of that game. I need to do that. I loved Gwent, dude. Gwent was awesome. <laughs> Did I forget? I didn't even mention up at the top that I also downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait, is this a PS4 game? Yeah. Or? Okay. God, they make so many of those. Yeah, it's on P- It's on PC, the consoles, everything. Uh, I don't think it's as user-friendly as the Link Evolution one that I platinumed, mm-hmm. but it might be a little more prolific and like more people using it, mm. so it might be better for like matchmaking purposes. Sure. I haven't played it that much, but... We'll see, you know? <laughs> uh, let's see. Blank needs to be gone from the industry for good. Oh. Ugh. I mean, there are certain... I think there are a couple... I don't know. There are a few obvious-ish answers. We're talking devs or people? Uh, however you like to interpret <laughs> the question. Okay. And it, it doesn't even have to be a person or people. Because, okay, A answer was Eve's Gilmond. Sure. Because he, you know, we talked about Ubisoft. We talked about how, you know, the whole culture was bad. They need a change of leadership. But, and I feel like this will speak to you, and, you know, because you've been more of a crusader for this than me, but just lack of accessibility options. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, totally. And I also didn't bring this up as a story, but go check out uh, PlayStation's Twitter feed and the announcements of how many accessibility options are going to be in God of War Ragnarok. Oh. It's very impressive. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, 
it's true. There was like a 17 tweet thread of different features. Wow. That are really, really good. Cool. Uh, so kudos to Santa yeah, Monica for including all that. Uh, I wonder, weird little inside baseball thing. Okay. Uh, Alana Pierce now yeah. works for them, is very tight with uh, Steven Spawn. Who runs uh, Able Gamers? I wonder if that's a anyway little collab, a little correlation. Um, I wonder if they were consultants or something. Anyway, well, I was gonna say Bobby Kotick, who is <laughs> yeah. the Activision CEO. Very good. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I don't want to. It's weird. I don't want to clown on entire dev studios because, you know, they're good people at all of them. Exactly. Um, like an easy answer is like microtransactions. Oh yeah. In a way, like if they're just cosmetic, they don't bother me. Yeah. I'm like there whatever. There are places where they are. I don't want to say justified, but more tolerable. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna say loot boxes though. Yeah. Sure. Fuck a loot box. Especially in like the gambling way of like old Overwatch. Right. That kind of vibe. If you can't just straight up buy something and you have to get it through a loot box, it sucks. Yeah. And I got one more for you. Okay. This is awesome. Right now. Blank is the best in the world. Mm. And again, this could be anyhow you want to take this question. Could be a dev, could be an individual, could be a game, could be just about anything. Well, the easy answer is Naughty Dog. Sure. But I'm not going to go that route. The route that I was going to go is Insomniac. Oh wow! Just because wow, of okay, the frequency sure is that's pretty a great much answer. Unmatched for how high quality the games are. Yeah, to put out Ratchet and Clank, Spider Man, Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank Two. Well, I mean, shit, Sunset Overdrive right before that. They've got yeah. Spider Man Two coming up. Like they're putting out nine plus caliber games that's at a, a frequency that's answer. basically unmatched. That's a great answer. Uh, are they? On the caliber of a Naughty Dog or a Rockstar, maybe not. They're close. But they are close. And to do it with that level of consistency is extremely impressive. Yeah, that's a great answer. FromSoft, also a similar yep. argument. Um, I might personally say FromSoft, but, you know. I'm going to say PlayStation Studios. I'm going to say that they're... Still on the top? Their publishing arm, I think, is unparalleled. I think, uh, you know... Even it seems like Xbox is trying to get there, but they're still some years away from that, I think. Sure. Uh, and Nintendo just as kind of, I don't know what they're doing. I never know what they're doing. They release like a couple games that people like every year, but they're, it seems like we're still forever away from any new Mario. Yeah. And Breath of the Wild 2 gets delayed. Like, I don't know. I, I, I We got I, Kirby, though. That's true. We didn't get Kirby. Did you play Kirby? No, I probably will at some point. But <laughs> be a good uh, beach trip game. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go play Look forward studio. to stories from that here in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, but. I'm sure, yeah. Is there any other... I'm trying to think of another way to zag on this. Yeah. I was trying to think of, like, individuals mm. uh, or even, like... Uh, we don't follow esports close enough, but... No. You know. I mean, still, like, if I had to point to a singular developer, I mean, Corey Barlog still might yeah. be, you know, at the top of the producing and directing, you know, scaffold. Yeah, I would say Herman Neal. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, it, again, it's hard to say something like that because game development is clearly such a, like, multi-tiered, like, spread-out sure. process. Collaborative that thing, yeah. Even if Corey Barlog is the head of, like, development of Ragnarok, 
there are so many people who are contributing to the process that it's hard to even point down like who is the primary person with a vision behind this game because it's so spread out. Yeah. Uh, okay, weird little zag. Uh, I'm going to say like as far as devs that are one person, Lucas Pope, who exactly. did uh, Papers, Please, and Return of the Oberdin. Interesting. I think he okay. is crushing it, and I can't wait to play whatever he puts out next. I mean, yeah. Could, so you're telling me he produced both those games on his own? I think so, yeah. That's really impressive. Considering that, like, I mean, I'm pretty plugged in to the games space. Sure. But still the fact that I've heard of two games back-to-back from a guy who developed games by himself yeah. is impressive. Yeah. Uh, that is kudos. Hope your next game is just as good as those because I know they're both very good. They're both great, yeah. Well, Tanner, that's the end of our blanks. So That was you, really fun. That might be my favorite big topic yeah, we've done. And I can come up with more of those. So we might be circling back to that. We get, shall a, see. get a sequel episode. Uh, for now, though, do you have a recommendation? Uh, you go. Okay, I'll think of one. Mine is kind of brief, and you might you've got to hint into this because I was texting about it the other day. Mm-hmm. Mine is merely dig around and see if you have any of your retro games lying around. Oh yeah, and the reason why. <laughs> Is because I was going to the mall, our local mall, the other day to search for my nephew a birthday present. And I happened across our sort of local, it was sort of a hybrid video game, board game, card game store. Yeah. And they had a cabinet full of retro games, a few of which were extremely pricey. Yeah. Uh, Notable was uh, Pokemon Diamond Pearl Platinum. Were on sale for like $175. Yeah. Uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver were like $520. That's crazy. I might still have my Heart Gold, Soul Silver. So, like, if you have your copies of these I games. Do. I, and nice. here's what I'm honestly going to go and find these games and take them to this store and see how much will you give me for these. Yeah. Because you can emulate all that shit. It, I have a PC now. Right. I can do that. Yeah. Which is a superpower that I didn't realize that I had until not long ago. <laughs> like, I am not. I'm not a collector, so I don't care that I'm like have these cartridges of these games, whatever. Right. They'll give me a hundred, two hundred dollars for my retro copies. Like, hell yeah, I'll buy. Like, you know, we'll be going out to the beach here in a few weeks. Yeah. Never could, you know, never lacking for some spare cash. You'll buy a couple dinners and, yeah. and be great. I don't need a Pokemon Platinum sitting on my shelf to feel accomplished. Yeah. So I wonder that's my, my recommendation. Look around. You never know what value is just sitting under the surface. That's a good one. Uh, I am going to recommend not buying anything on the PlayStation Store for the next two weeks. Uh, Great point. This is something I've been tempted by a couple times. I'm like, nope, I am waiting for whatever this PlayStation Plus thing is. I, I have had to tell myself a couple times. Now, I brought the GTI 5 upgrade because I, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be on there. But, like, every time I see a sale, I'm tempted. And then I'm like, wait, there's going to be a lot of games on that. Waiting yeah. to see what that is. And then, you know, maybe you can use that money otherwise. So. That's my recommend. Yeah, that's a good point. Keep an Thanks. eye out uh, that service is impending. They announced some new games recently. Keep an eye out uh, for what games are going to be listed on the service. Uh, if you've not played like three or four of the big name titles, then this service is going to be a hell of a value. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I've got it for the next two years. <laughs> yeah. Bought those I, PS Now subscriptions already. I didn't. So it's going to be a little more expensive for me. Maybe I still got time. Yeah, so you, might, you might still have that. time. Yeah. But regardless, keep an eye out for that service. Keep an eye out for what you've got. Way old, but either way, 
keep saving money. The economy sucks ass. (laughs) But until it turns around, we're tapping out.